0: welcome to COVID confessions by the mad priest a podcast that will only last for 11 episodes each one we take a local chattanooga and do an awesome work and we talk to them hopefully you had to first endure the terrible video that we made with them i'm your host michael rice and i am not a priest for today's show we have Louis louis silva who is uh, married to Gisela with two girls and has been in the U.S. now for 17 years. And as of last year, 2018 or 19, uh, bought the local juicery and kitchen and also owns and runs Squeaky Clean and local paletas. What's up, Luis? What's up, Michael? Thank you for having me. I mean, just want to talk about business, man. Like, we're in... Uh, As an earlier participant said, unprecedented time. Uh, What's it been like for your business? Running a small business is hard enough, but what's it like with COVID?
1: Oh, it's crazy um, how everything changes, all the uncertainty, everything that you already learn day to day. You're already learning every day something new and how to run it and now you have a curveball that you can't control, so it's been difficult dealing with something that you cannot control. So that's that's been the, definitely very tough for me as an entrepreneur and business owner.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what has it looked like to try to take control as far as pivoting or adapting? What have you guys done? I mean, I presume you've seen a significant decrease in sales, but what what are you guys kind of doing to try to recreate and adapt as needed
1: definitely yeah. sales dropped 75 percent then 50 percent and we're just in limbo between those numbers but the way we're trying to adapt is you know putting uh, measures into place like wearing your masks um, for for the crew and for the team who's there wearing gloves um, tapes around the store that they can maintain six feet apart when our guests are inside um, everybody kind of Kind of like a more of a guide and secure place for people who feel more insecure than others, and just trying not to be part of the problem, which is what what makes it difficult. Pivoting is curbside, of course, and um, takeout. Right, you can come in the store, pick it up, call it in, and leave. So, or park, or park outside, and and we'll bring it out to your car. So those things are new for us dealing with online orders and phone call orders and on top of taking care of customers. It's it's, it's a lot to adapt to.
0: No, I I absolutely, uh, I mean, I get it from a different perspective as far as we're both in the food and beverage industry, but just trying to figure out what, what it looks like to change and adapt to the number of people coming in your doors these days. Um, one of the things I find really intriguing about your story and just the respect I have for you and your family is just the reality of what it looks like to truly live the American dream in the sense of, try not to be cliche, but you're an immigrant of 17 years. You moved to Chattanooga uh, several years ago. You're in insurance, which if you want to talk about that transition, but then eventually you now own multiple businesses, which obviously sounds more glamorous than it is in the reality of finances and the reality of running them and things like that. But what's it like to own multiple businesses be truly a startup in the bootstrap sense of the word while having a family and even a second kid as of a year ago
1: it's a lot right there on that question <laughs> but uh, definitely to start off with it you're right uh, people once they hear you're an owner of a business they instantly assume you're either a millionaire or cash is falling from the sky for you and and unbeknownst to them, that's very far from the truth on how hard we work and how little we get paid. Uh, So that transition was definitely rough going from from working for someone to myself. It's like a bittersweet sense, as you know, uh, we work more than we would at an office job or an office desk. But yeah, we get to innovate and do things like you're doing right now. And we get to play with um, things that we can do for people and either or people or our customers. And so definitely that's, that's what I've loved most. Um, it's harder for sure, uh, more stress, um, different levels of things. But as a father of two, yeah, it's interesting to... You know, when you get home, you want to rest and and you're you're still go. There's there's another job waiting for you as a parent. Uh, so definitely <laughs> for entrepreneurs, uh, I don't want to take away from people who don't have kids, but definitely you add another element coming home. So um, as you know, too, because you have two kids, two girls two, like me. Um, Definitely coming in the States, as you mentioned, I, I had actually put in my bio, Chasing the American Dream, and I erased it because I thought it was corny, but yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's the truth. It's, it's um, you know, I've been here, what, 17 years, and uh, it's been a long road, man, being all the way from being illegal to now a citizen of the United States, it's been it's been a rough road of of trying to do everything right to get to where i am right now and still where i am right now is figuring out how do i continue to do this to actually get to a better place so i think the american dream is the as an immigrant right um all i can share is is that um there's an there's unlimited possibilities i think that's what that's how I define the the American dream in the sense of it doesn't matter if you are, a you know, I clean toilets, one of my businesses. Right. So it doesn't matter what you do. It just, it, it, if you work hard and if you work towards a goal and you can get there, which is what I'm, where I'm at right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So one of the questions I actually had for you, which you kind of answered a little bit, which was, what is it like to be an immigrant in the US? I'm going to change that. And I'm curious what would you say to those who come from essentially nothing, or at least not a privileged perspective or level of society, who is maybe cynical to the idea of being able to make something of themselves or own their own thing? What would you kind of say to them as an exhortation to the fact that it is possible? Um, and maybe how to even accomplish that.
1: Definitely. Uh, I'll start by saying I, I, you used privileged, I'm very privileged. Um, there's people always worse off than one, right? I'm also, uh, you know, I have white skin. So of my kind, if I, that's the right definition, but South American, you know, we also have brown skin. So, um, also by that I have, I think the privilege unfortunately because of the world we live in um but i don't think that i get looked uh i don't how do you say it? i get put up on a pedestal because of that but um i do see people from my country that are might be brown skin that have it a little bit harder and i don't think it defines either way i don't think it defines our strengths and so you know as as we are known for as hard workers, right? Um, Hard workers, and I think somebody less privileged than me has the same opportunities as me, regardless. You know, I come from a broken house and many things, um, maybe more than those people, right? Um, So I think they just, as long as you work hard and you do what's right, right? If you do what's right and you continue to chase your dream, It it just doesn't really matter. You have to play by the rules, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. What I mean is, there a comparison to the rules here versus uh, places like Venezuela? Yeah. Um, And how I mean, how's that change for someone seeking like small business ownership and stuff like that?
1: That's the thing. Some of my people aren't gonna. If someone's listening, they're not gonna like this. But um, unfortunately, that's why we're. Uh, one of the reasons why we're a third world country. But, uh, you know, rules are 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 broken most than followed. And so I think when we come here, it's just hard to adapt because um, we now have to follow these set of rules that are also not ours, right? They're, they're someone else's. But we're in a country that's also not ours. And we have to respect that. So um, in our countries, you know, you kind of know your your. I think, you know, I can't talk about you're from here, right? So maybe you view it as I view it, my country. Right. Yeah? To where you know how to run around. I don't know. I don't know. You know the rules better and you kind of just grew up on them. So you understand them at least better. But for me, that's how it is in our country. Except since there's so much more struggle, then there's a lot of times it's more of cutting corners right to get there faster and right. that 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 doesn't fly here
0: <laughs> right right yeah i mean um it is in a sense in the business world it really is dog eat dog or survival of the fittest um and uh in the sense of you have to you have to figure out how to create quality not cut corners because that could one small wrong turn can jeopardize your business correct um One thing that I have been asking everyone on the show that I just, I think is intriguing to hear different perspectives on regarding the fact that we're all very much invested in our community and here in Chattanooga um, is what what do you think is one of the biggest issues in our city today?
1: Whoa, that's a deep
0: one. Um,
1: Biggest issue, I think... Man, I don't want to know how to answer that one, but... I think diversity, you know, is I don't know if that's the biggest issue, but it's definitely an issue. I think um, adapting to something different, maybe, um, it seems that even though Chattanooga is very open, right, um, to accepting new things sometimes, like like your, your place, you know, um, here, it's, it's different than the normal by far, by a lot. <laughs> uh, so... I think that's what's missing is you know the hamilton place area and some places around here where they don't accept certain local businesses or or people don't really acknowledge them that i think we still need to be more open to to yeah i guess diversity even if it's not in in a in a race right like on businesses too like diversity in general like um just something different, not the same old chain restaurant or not the same old chain bar. Mm-hmm. Um, more of like, okay, let's let's go more for quality. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's, it's a hard question.
0: Yeah, it is, and obviously there's a lot there's a lot of issues. Uh, everyone's right. probably focused on the thing that they're most involved in. Right. Um, one of the secondary questions to that, which in it's kind of the same question in a, in a weird way, but also kind of more of a dystopian question is. If you could change one thing about Chattanooga, what would you change? If it's not the same thing that you just answered. Yeah,
1: of course, it's going to be close. Um, if I could change one thing, hmm, I would make things, <laughs> it's going to gear towards me, of course, but I would make, I would hope that we would want to incorporate. Spanish more into things. Um, being more open to speaking a second language and accepting people who don't speak another language, like paying your bills, right? Or um, those type of things where EPB, for instance, is now you know, uh, gearing towards that where now their things are in Spanish too. So that helps that community. So if I were to change something, it would be that, that our government or whoever's in charge kind of focus it strongly to help those people that are here that don't necessarily understand fully the language.
0: Sure, sure. yeah, I think, and that's why I asked that question. I think it's fascinating to hear uh, everyone's answer and kind of where it lands in terms of what they're invested in and how they're a part of the community. Uh, And just to show the array of, of issues that continue to exist, not just here in Chattanooga, but in a lot of different places. And the fact that we ultimately are a melting pot of people lots of different cultures, countries, languages, and peoples. Um, So I find that fascinating. Uh, Luis, where can people find you, your paletas, your juice? Give us the rundown on how to order, how to find you, how to reach out, all that good stuff.
1: Definitely. So the local juicery, we have two locations right now. We unfortunately had to close down our Hamilton Place location um, right as this hit. But, um, we're inside of Erlanger East on Third Street here in downtown. And then our main store is on forty eight East Main Street, which is um, on the south side. Um the paletas, we carry them in uh, both of our locations, and you'll you would usually. See us at events, but unfortunately, <laughs> those aren't <laughs> going to happen this year. Right. Uh, but we are cooking up something to be visiting neighborhoods around here um, a specific day so that kids at least can get some smiles and a different snack right in their neighborhood. And um, for Squeaky Clean, well, um, on Facebook, you could find us at Be Squeaky Clean or on our webpage, be squeakyclean.com. And we focus on maintenance for floors, waxing, polishing, etc.
0: So if you need your floor waxed, cleaned. While you eat a Popsicle. While you eat a Popsicle or if you just (laughs) want to get healthy and drink you some delicious lime kale. Oh, man, it's not on here. I was going to read everything on the ingredient list. Actually, I forgot something.
1: I forgot. (laughs) Bread and butter. Um, You can find our juice in bread and butter or you can order through Vibrant Meals as well.
0: Vibrant Meals and Bread and Butter. So check it out. Cold pressed Juices. Uh, good stuff. Owner Luis Silva from Caracas, Venezuela. Not Mexico. No Mexico. Uh, they do produce some badass rum from Diplomatico. Uh, but yeah, Luis, thanks for joining the show. Any final words you want to shout out or exhort to the world of those living in the weird dystopian COVID-19 universe? Just hang on
1: from somebody being afar from their family just hang on this there's always something we can gain out of out of bad right the sun's always shining behind the clouds man so just hang on tight guys and we'll be through this soon enough
0: Louise, thanks for hanging out
1: yeah thank you